How would it feel to have a thriving fitness business and have the freedom to enjoy life at the fullest? Well, that is exactly what the Trainer Revenue Multiplier Show is going to give you. My name is Matthew Park. This is Amy Filer. Hey, guys. And we are here to serve. everybody and welcome to the trainer revenue multiplier podcast as always i'm your host jamie filer and i am joined today by the legendary todd abrams who's the ceo and co-founder of icon meals but he's also an ifbb pro he's also a serial entrepreneur where do i even begin todd how are you great jamie how are you i'm well thank you i don't want to be one of those podcasts that goes into a crazy long bio because you are one of the easy the most easily Googleable guests we've ever had on the show. Um, you know, your reputation speaks for itself. I don't know anybody in the U.S. who doesn't know of Icon Meals, uh, and you're the guy who started it. But, but what started you, sir? What began you on this path to to entrepreneurship, uh, to the fitness industry yeah. in general? Where did you get your start? Yes, yeah, so I think first off, it's. Uh not uh exactly the start i don't know did i lose it i'm here now you did freeze but we're good go ahead sorry hang on one second i'm trying to change Are you there? Yes, I'm here. Okay, hopefully that works. I don't know what's weird, but uh, it seems like someone's working on AT&T fiber outside. So um, are you frozen again or can you see me? You're good? I can see you. We're good. We'll try this. If not, I'll switch to uh, iPhone. But um, so yeah, originally it wasn't in the health and, and wellness space. Um, started early on, I think, grew up in Canada. So sort of Matt background stuff small farm town, whatever, uh, weird industry. My dad owns funeral homes and cemeteries. So I grew up in that space. Um, no, I didn't want to do that. Uh, been out sort of working on my own, I call it since 18 years old. Uh, I knew early on that I didn't really, I think, want to work for anyone. Um, so just a quick background. When I was going to college up in Sudbury, I uh, had in my small town, there's really like a couple thousand people. And then Honda came in and Honda, the, the vehicle manufacturer rates, so all of a sudden everyone needed to work for Honda. They employed like 30,000 people. And they said, hey, when you come home from school, yeah, this is like the job you have to have and blah, 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 and go apply there. And so all this pressure. So I went and applied for Honda. And I tell you, this is because when I went there, basically I lasted for two weeks. And people were like, so I went there and when I quit, everyone was like, oh my gosh, what are you doing? Like, it's crazy, blah, blah, blah. The reason I tell you that, so I went there and they put, you wear like this white jumpsuit and then you do four jobs like for an eight hour shift, right? So two, I don't know, dashboards, whatever, changing wheels, blah, blah, blah. And you walk between these yellow lines when this whistle goes and you walk like to the break room and this and that and all. I'm like, I'm just not structured that way, right? So I, I quit. And when I quit, everyone's like, oh my gosh, you like screwed up your whole life, blah, blah, blah. You're never gonna have, you know, it's all these people like with the MBAs and PhDs working there. And what did I do? I quit and went and worked network marketing with zero base salary, zero base anything, 90 to 110 hours a day, walking in the heat downtown Toronto in suits and all this. And I was like, holy crap, thinking back, it's probably, it was crazy. But that's sort of where my, I call it entrepreneurial, 
journey really started really getting into much more of like the Les Browns, Tony Robbins, all yeah. that sort of where I'll call it more like personal development really is what sort of the Zig Ziglar's and all that started my ride in, in life and knowing that I didn't want to work for someone else. I'm just not wired that way. So I say like, I don't even know if I'm employable. I've never really worked for anyone. So from that standpoint, it's always been outside of activities and really, um, I don't know, help me to define my risk profile for what I consider to, to be risk in life yeah. and in lessons. So from there, um, I've had three of my other own businesses, um, sort of software company in the funeral industry, which we sold. Um, and then to the hosting space, we were the first people ever back in the day to host like WordPress. So we did a lot with um, in the cloud computing space and cybersecurity had that for 14 years and then sold that in 2014 and got into icon meals and people like, holy crap, like software application development, why food? And to me, it's it's more a passion project. I truly believe like food is the core it can change people's lives. And if it's done the right way and really understood, and it is that tool um, to build a healthy lifestyle. And I think there's a lot of, I'll call it crap and other stuff out there, and misleading and guidance. Yeah. And we had some friends that were uh, doing other meal prep companies and just didn't like what they were putting in the meals. So we started building Icon as custom meals initially, where you can build your macros, dietary requirements, et cetera, and sort of fast tracked, um, I guess, eight years later, here's where we are. That's absolutely incredible. So I don't, I don't want to fast track that much because yeah. there's a core component that I think a lot of people, I mean, honestly, whether they're 18, 25, 35 or 55 are missing in their lives. And that's knowing you've outgrown your tank. When did you know that you were bigger than Canada, that you were yeah. officially a big fish in a small pond and, and you had to go on and do better, better things? Yeah. I think one of the, the things that, um, hold so many people back in life and like could have been one of my things at the start as well is a lot of people wait for that perfect moment right or they don't have the money or they don't have this much knowledge or they don't have this experience and they say look like there's no such thing as perfect right like yeah. i use a phrase all the time i call it say better is perfect and if you can just work on being better sort of each and every day that one percent but also it goes back to how do you define risk i say sure. for a lot of the like for me growing up sort of from that 18 on really getting into network marketing and other pieces was when I first really started having mentors and started, I'll call it in masterminds, working on myself, working on my mind, but you have to surround yourself with those other people because a lot of the time it's like, when you say, Hey, when did you feel like you grew? And a lot of people I think, think they do, but then they question themselves. And that's where, if you don't have the confidence and belief in yourself, you have to surround yourself with other people, right? To believe in you more and that's part of probably one of my problems i want to like take my head off a lot and put it on other people's body and it's just you can only pull people so along for so far, like so far along right for so long but um i think for me it was that just knowing that i wasn't i wasn't content like yeah. i don't know a dhd whatever like just i'm always going right i always have these different ideas and things and so i've never had like anything i'll call it hand fed to me or whatever i've basically been working since i was 14 15 sort of right out of school decided that hey we were going to go be ski bums whatever in, in um bc and that didn't happen we I, I still remember i was planning to take a trip to cuba and i got a phone call i applied for a job which was basically a delivery driver right just to make some money before we went skiing for however long and uh, they called back and they said hey can you sell and i'm like sure so i ended up going to this company called edge and it was basically a billionaire guy publicly traded in, in sydney Ordinaries exchange, it was called Edge Technologies. And we were the first, one of the first companies ever in the like the old CPU market. So when the computer market was really um, blowing up way back in the early 2000s, like we were manufacturing the components and stuff. So we, I worked with this other guy and it was basically, 
I was 20 years old, two guys doing a couple million bucks a week all of a sudden, and then we were doing multi-millions of dollars, and then I went to Montreal, and then I went to Vancouver. We opened up multiple offices there, and it was still, it was basically, I was working for myself. I didn't really know, learn, like, know anything, right? But then we yeah. blew that up pretty quick, and that's how I got into the U.S., and I think that was just because, again, I didn't know any different, right? I didn't know what failure was. So from the standpoint, I think people... Um, I don't know, they underestimate really what they can do and they overestimate like what they're scared to do. And I think that's like a, a limiting belief for so many people moving forward, whether that be in your weight loss journey and whether that be in starting a business. But I think, again, you just have to push and take those steps. And to me, I didn't really have anything else to define it otherwise, right? My dad was an entrepreneur, um, worked hard, but I just always had ingrained that, hey, I needed to put in the work if I was going to get the results. Yeah. And um so from that standpoint, all the jobs that I ever had were commission-based, I'll call it jobs. And again, it's, if I wanted to make more money, I had to, to do it. So, But I think the biggest component for me would have been, I probably wouldn't be the same person if I hadn't in, started investing myself in the in the in um, like the personal development and growth and reading. And I still remember like many of the, the tapes and I'll call it cassettes way back, so I'm old, right? But in regards to like the Les Browns and doing Zig Ziglar training and um, I don't know, learning how to speak, I think the biggest thing for me was probably the door to door. I, I would think now, holy crap, like I wouldn't want my kids going down to Toronto knocking on people's doors. They get shot, right? But yeah. that's what I was doing. I was selling coupon books and this other crap. And I was like, it was crazy. But I think that's a lot where people take rejection a different way, right? And whether that's rejected from, hey, I don't know, I couldn't get this apartment or I don't know, my significant other or got rejected here or got rejected. Someone said no on network marketing or a client. But I think that's what built me up. And no, to me, is not a no, right? It's just not now. It's sort of, yeah. again, putting me back in place and I have to get better. So, and again, just building my own arsenal, right? And whether they are a personal trainer or anything else, I don't know. There's lots of different things. I just look at all things in life as tools, right? I use this tool or this resource for different purposes. And again, though, you have to want to be better. You have to want to work on yourself. And I think, yeah. um, again, that goes back to surrounding yourself. So really, I'll call it that early network marketing piece. And then I also had a, like in sort of, Fast forward, my first company that I started, I had a mentor, almost like I call it rich dad, poor dad, right? Like almost like a second dad. He was a billionaire, but um, he owned the largest, Matt, I know knows who it is, but he uh, owned the largest real estate investment trust in in, in Canada and Montreal, um, Bob Neon, for, so Alexis Neon. But um, again, learned a ton of stuff from him, but that's all real world experience, right? And it's just, I think one of the other key things is way back, one of my probably stronger skill sets even today is, is my network and my connections and relationships. And I learned early on that was really important in my life. So that's like sort of the building block that I've used since I've been 18, 19 to just try to continue to grow and challenge myself, um, expand myself into those pieces. I never want to be like the guy with the most experience. I never want to be the guy with the most money. I never want to be the, the, that person, right? I want to always be able to level up. And I think a lot of people in their own life hit that sort of what John Maxwell refers to as the law of mid hitting that lid and you really need to learn how to open that lid up, look at things in a different perspective. And that also comes from, again, the, all the things, personal development, people pouring into you. Um, so again, I think that's where I just knew that sort of where I was in my little town was called Tottenham, wasn't where I was going to be long-term. And then even yeah. to me, sort of after college, there was a lot more and then learning early on with that one company that I started seeing, holy crap, there's like this kind of opportunity, right? I see, it's crazy to me, I, but I didn't think nothing of it going to the bank and having almost $2 million in cash sometimes in a bag. Like I still remember walking down Rue Saint-Catherine in, in Montreal with like almost a million dollars in cash and coins. And I'm like, now I think, holy crap, like that's crazy. But that's how a lot of the like the Chinese people and stuff, we used to get paid in yeah. cash money. 
And so again, just a lot of different things, but everything was an experience that compiled on top of one another and opened my eyes more. And I think if you are open to opportunity and open to seeing what's possible, and for me, I'm a big, I don't know if this is like, I don't know, it's an activity almost like I love people watching, right? I want to know what these people do. I want to know people like, and then to me, it's about, okay, I see what I want to do or where I'm going, whatever, but then I, I need to know how to time collapse that. And so many people, it's not just working harder. Like what you guys do is basically time collapse people, right? So, and that's one of the key things. Like, how do you get better? And how do you take something that might take six months into less or a year? And that's from mentorship. That's from like, the biggest thing is me starting when I didn't have any money, but investing in programs. Like I still remember spending nine ninety five for Tony Robbins and crap on infomercials and stuff. But, and now I think, wow, that's probably the start because yeah, I think last year I invested multi six figures in different masterminds and stuff. So from it's, from that standpoint, it's pouring back into you, not looking at it as an expense, understanding really how to invest in yourself and how to grow and whether that's, I don't know, $5 in the, into a course into, there's so much other information now available online that I didn't have access to and stuff that I think that that even helps your, your time collapsing a lot more. So again, just surround yourself with bigger things to make your view much bigger and then still stepping into that next phase. But don't ever get held back by that. Like, oh, everything needs to be perfect because perfect's a, like a myth. It's a facade. So I, I actually listened to a previous podcast of yours that essentially said, you know, uh, yeah, it was exactly that actually it was perfection is a myth um you know and simultaneously you cannot rest on your laurels you know don't give yourself a participation trophy you can't just yeah. show up I, I think that's one of the things like even with my like so i got three kids i got 23 18 and seven and it's funny to me because like we're i don't know you go to karate tournament or whatever my little guy loves that stuff but it's like I'm the guy that like kick him in the head. Like I'm not going to hold back. And I see so many other people like, Oh, like don't do this and don't do that. And it's like rewarding people for, for non-behavior. And I think especially in nowadays, it's like almost we're complacent with that. And we want to give everyone this participation trophy. And I think that's one thing that holds so many people back. Like it's freaking competition that's built this world, right. That's built everything else and allowing people to, to rise above. But there's a lot of, I think nowadays things that are, put out there to hold you back right certain let's say governments and other things don't want you to be that and it's not rewarded where i think so from way back i didn't know any different right i just wanted to know that more um and again for me it was almost like i won't say it was an addiction but it's also like i look at it as probably something i don't have any regrets but like i've changed a lot like so back then it was all about money 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 right i need to have more i need to have these material things and that's what i was aimed for and Look, life's a bit to me now, like it's a lot more about experiences and memories and creating those different pieces, right? So looking at like money to me is just, it's an object. It's something that allows you, it's a resource to get you to be able to help more people to grow and to open up, um, I'll call it more uh, boxes and stuff. But when sometimes when you're in a box and you only see that those sides and that roof and the lift is not lifted, like you don't see a way to get that additional piece. So um, again, yeah, the participation trophy thing that bugs me still today and um, again, you always want to have competition. They say, don't compare yourself. Well, okay. Don't compare yourself to what? Like, and then when people say, oh, something's hard, I'm like, okay, compared to what? Right. Because define your own definition of what hard is. There's a lot of different definitions of hard. And I think when you look at other people's definition, a lot of the time you probably want yours back. So, um, I like that. but again, just, you got to find a way to push yourself and to motivate yourself. Like, inspiration and other stuff coming from outside is only going to last so long, right? You want to have that built in you. And it's about the habits and the daily tasks and I'll call it almost rituals that you take to build your 
whatever the, the structure is that's going to keep you improving. And if not, then you're going to become complacent. You're going to become sort of, and if you're not advancing and taking those actions, like a lot of people I see today speak what they want to do and tell you what they're going to do, but then do their actions really back it up. Right. And right. I think that's become more and more prevalent with like the internet and with IG and all the different social media, because I say perception is not always reality. Right. I see this one, big grandiose thing and like are those people really doing what they're doing when they're not on social media and let's use that as an example so i think there's a lot of that but it's really the actions you take are going to allow you to have the results that you want so if your results don't add up then backtrack on that equation look at are the actions taking you to where you're you want right and i think there's a lot of um i don't know there's a lot of gurus and coaches out there today that are so i don't know self-portrayed coaches and other things that maybe right. uh I don't know, looking for that quick buck or whatever. So it's just, there's a lot of, uh, I don't know, that reality that's not always what it seems to be. So you spoke about rituals, behaviors. Um, I'm curious what your own framework is. What is your system in terms of discipline and intrinsic motivation for being a full-time dad while also being a CEO, while also making health and fitness a priority in your own life? Yeah, I think for me, it's like, so I have a site, this little side project, whatever, Dad Bought Inc. And it's like, I say the business of being a dad, right? To me, it's about being accountable and being responsible. I don't want to be the guy that weighs 300 pounds and stuff, right, for my kids. And it's like the whole myth of, I'll call it using the Dad Bod myth of, oh, yeah, happiness. And that's like, I don't know, you're becoming complacent with your temple, right? You're the thing that, I don't know, God gave you this gift, right? And you're abusing it or whatever you want to say from that standpoint. So, for me, my rituals go back. It's really how do you build consistency over time? And I don't know, I post things quite a bit where 14 years ago, 13 years ago, I'm in the same shape or better shape than I am before, right? Because I grew up being the fat kid. I grew up for years being, my nickname was Lumpy for, for many years, right? And I knew like, I never wanted to go back to that, but it's all looking at the actions I take. And then, so for me, it's become my consistent sort of steps over time. And for me, it's like my daily routine now and it wasn't always like this, but I think like I'm an early person, right? So I don't know if I set my alarm at four o'clock, I'm going to wake up at 3.12, 2.47, whatever. So I'm typically up like three to 3.30. And um, my routine for a long time is I'll get up, I, I journal my prayer time, I have Bible study in the morning, and I'll read whatever scripture, stuff like that. Um, and then typically like, um, so right now it's a little bit different. So I just implemented, I have a cold plunge in sauna. So I've been doing the hardest thing for me that's hard. And I always tell people, you got to do the hard things first, right? Because procrastinations, it's real. And uh, so from that standpoint, the hardest thing for me over the past, I'll call it three or four months, has been damn cold plunge at four o'clock in the morning. So before I do anything, I wake yeah. up in the morning, I have my prayer time stuff, and I turn on the sauna. So the sauna takes, whatever, 20 minutes to get up to 170. And I hate the cold plunge because like the cold plunge the night before, I'm dreading knowing that I'm going to do the cold plunge in the morning because it's 40 degrees. Yeah. And so I've been four o'clock in the morning and that's the biggest dopamine pre-workout hit that you can take. So basically prop myself up and dunk under that. And then I've been trying to get four minutes right now. So anyways, but that's, so for me, that sets the tone for the rest of my day. Right. Yeah. So I'll work out after that. Typically like after my journal and scripture, blah, 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 I'll, go and I've been working out. So before the cold plunge, I was working at like four o'clock. So typically I'm working out four, four 30, um, an hour, whatever back, whether I work it in my home gym, in my garage or at one of the locals here. Um, 
and then I'll come back and I'm ready for the day. People go, holy crap, that's selfish, blah, blah, blah. Well, no, it's not to me. It's because if I haven't got my time in, right, with whatever, before Cold Plunge, just working out and stuff, I can't yeah. be the best version of me for my kids, for my wife, for my employees and stuff. And like, it's for me, if I don't work out for a couple of days, like Matt knows Deb, Deb's like, go to the freaking gym, like get like, because I'm not right, right? And again, yeah. on the food side, people are like, oh, what do you take, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I'm... 48 years old, I don't take a whole lot, right? I take pretty much nothing, but it's Icon Meals, honestly, has been that answer for me. And that's where, whether it's Icon Meals or something else, it's just my food has built a consistent basis and I know now what works for me, right? So is it, do I eat clean 100% of the time? No, but I know my macros. I know where I need to be without putting things in just based on over time, right? And right. that's like, and then I use those different pieces as tools, okay? So like I try to keep a consistent basis of three meals a day that are clean, and then I might have one shake, but different pieces for me and I can fill in. So um, that's sort of my routine. But my routine consistently, whether I'm at home, whether I'm on the road, the only thing that's going to change has really been that cold plunge, right? If I'm on the road, I'm not in the cold plunge. Yeah. But everything else is pretty much the same. I'm waking up the same times. It's sort of screwed up if I'm on the West Coast. I have my morning time, my journaling, et cetera. And over those years, just action upon action upon action just keeps building right i think it's 21 days and then basically over that time then you have 90 days and really created that habit and becomes it's sort of built into rituals so i don't deter too far from that and even if we're on vacation if we're in the islands or somewhere else that's still pretty much my ritual and like people say oh even on the weekends well to me it's just another day right it's not going to change and if you want to be successful it's not that hey i changed my diet on the weekends etc if i'm, I'm going to go eat something i'm going to go eat something whether it's tuesday night or whether it's sunday right but yeah. getting back to having that mindset, and I, I think you have to have that mindset in business and everything, right? It's really you understanding what levers you can pull to get what results and then taking the action, not just talking about it. And I think a lot of people out there, like I say, for whether it be wealth, whether it be, I don't know, a personal trainer, whether it be like a coach, whatever, I would never go to anyone that does not have the results that I want to have, okay? So I think that's totally wrong so again if you say hey you want to be coached by someone i see all these coaching programs now i'm like okay well this guy like i don't know take an example someone's going to do a couple's coaching program and they're not married or they've been divorced right i don't see that as right whether that's right or wrong and different that's my opinion but it's the same thing like if i am going to go to a bodybuilding coach and i've had lots of trainers from when i've got my pro card and stuff but I want someone who has had the results that i i want to achieve right and that's again going back to that time collapse and so i think that's um sort of really key but for me then i have a pretty other structure i'm not late night guy like last night i was out with ryan Stuman, his wife and my wife and stuff and we were it was 10 30 i'm like holy crap that's late for me right i typically i'll try to be home and put my little guy to bed typically between 8 30 and max 9 and that's probably my hardest couple hours of sleep where like i'll put him to bed have prayer time read stories whatever go to bed i'll fall asleep in his bed and then i'll wake up and then i'm like a couple more hours i'm typically like probably four to maybe five and a half hours a night but that's pretty much my routine and I don't stray too far from that. So, and it hasn't, I mean, you get enough energy from it clearly to keep doing everything you're doing the other 20 to 21 hours a day. So you're fine. Right? Yeah. And it's again, sometimes on the weekends, we'll it'll kick in and I'll take some additional hours of sleep, but typically I'm still, that's my normal is the four to five and whether that's right or wrong, my whoop doesn't like me on sleep hours, but right. anyways. Um, so one of the things I wanted to ask you was, I mean, you've mentioned John Maxwell, Zig Ziglar, Tony Robbins. I was going to ask you about the best advice you've ever received or even read, like whether it's your six figure masterminds or, you know, something you read, but 
it also occurred to me that you said getting those no's was the best teacher for you mm -hmm. to learn how to do it. So I'm curious, feel free yeah. to answer the question. What is the best advice you've ever received about business, life, balance, entrepreneurship, whatever? Yeah, I think the, the one thing is balance is a myth as well. There's no, like people say, I got to get balance in my life. And balance is really just building discipline and understanding what works for you, right? The balance that's going to be for someone else. And like, I don't know, like balance again, I don't have balance in my life. I make priorities and then I stick to those priorities, right? So many people say I don't have time and like, that's a crack of shit as well. I have a saying that I say like, I don't know, I try to live and try to tell other people to live an excuseless life because whether that's a word or not, but from the standpoint of that you're always buying or you're selling. So you're accepting or selling your own excuses, right? In life, it's like that you've got sort of the little devil on your shoulder all the time. And it's, you got to really determine what you want in life. And then you set those priorities and boundaries. I think when you prioritize things like for me, I'm pretty, it's like faith, family, fitness, finance, I'll call it sort of fun. That's my five sort of F's, but faith builds a foundation for me. Right. And that's my foundation. And I think for a long time that wasn't there early on. And I think that sort of keeps me grounded in all of the other areas of my life. And then my family is like the most important thing to me. Right. So again, I want to build a life that I'll call it life by design. I don't want to be put into a job or put into something that then everything else ties around that. When people say that, oh, they're busy. I think Andy Frisselli has the best thing where he talks about like his power list, right? And his power list is sort of three or five things on a piece of paper because a lot of people get into the idea of like goal setting or they put down tasks for a daily basis and then they're like checking them off. And at the end of the day, I think one of the most powerful pieces of advice I've ever got was really like, when you do that in the morning, set three or five, whatever it is, three for most people is enough, like those, the powerless things. And do they really move the business? Are they making an ROI in your business and in your life on that daily basis, right? And if those three or five things aren't, then the busyness is just really fluff, right? And it's like Andy says, hey, if I have those three things on my power list today and I check them off by one o'clock and they're done, great, I can go for the day because it's already moved the, the made an ROI on my life. But again, I see so many things like people putting, Hey, I'm paying bills. I'm doing this, blah, blah, blah. It's just, it's busyness. It's fluff. Right. Or like on your, your cell phone, Hey, how many hours do you spend on that? It's like this time. Right. So one of the, the probably the other great thing for me a couple of years ago is turn, having all notifications turned off on my phone. So it's not popping up. Right. It's not distracting me. I think the other thing for me is really like being present when you need to be present. So if I'm with my seven-year-old kid, like with Ryder, I'm not on my phone. I'm not being distracted. That's hard for a lot of people. It's hard for me, right? But again, being present in that moment. Um, one of the key things in business is probably the most important piece ever. Early on, I learned relationships are what builds your business, right? And people say, hey, your network is your net worth. I'm a big believer in that, right? But so many people do it the wrong way. They go and build in relationships, expecting something back. So it's like, hey, I did you a favor. Going to, to building like relationships and stuff and challenge yourself. I was speaking to someone on a podcast a week ago and telling them was on, it's really like, so they talk about RBAs. I don't know if you know what that is, but relationship bank account, right? And it's like, it's the same as a check in your savings account, but you're making deposits. But so many people are making more withdrawals than they're making deposits. And from that standpoint, it's really, you have to build it up with no expectation. So I want to like, if I'm entering a room or whatever, I want to be able to add value to as many people or people that I'm engaged in conversation with as I can, right? Never expecting anything to do anything back in return. And that's the same thing. So I have a challenge where like people said, hey, New Year's resolutions or whatever for many years, my, not a resolution, but a thing that I do is I try to, to on a weekly basis, have three or four more people that 
aren't in my network, right? That I've networked into. So I'm constantly building and continuing to build relationships. So you have to put yourself inside of your comfort zone, right? You have to put yourself into networking groups. You have to put yourself into conversations. You actually have to pick up the phone instead of just text. It's like a bunch of different things. But again, I want to, I never want to be the person like at that highest level, right? With the most experience, money, et cetera. I always want to surround myself with other people. And that's what masterminds do to me. So it's getting me in the room with people that have more money, that have more experience, have more. And it goes back to that, time collapsing, but relationships are key. And again, you got to be a person, a man or woman of your word, right? Like your word is your bond. I don't care what contract you sign. I don't care what you, this or that. It's like your word is you and then your reputation is key. And as long as you build that reputation, you're building that RBA, that, that relationship bank account, and you just continue and continue and continue to build. And someday down the road, karma, whatever you want to say, it's going to come back to you, right? But um, I think that's been key because the relationships are, are like a network, right? It's like when I talk about those tools and resources, it's, hey, I know Matt and we have a relationship, but hey, Matt can connect me with these people, right? But you have to ask as well. And if you don't ask, the answer is always what I said before, no, right? Yeah. So so many people get sort of timid and different things as such, and you have to really push yourself, but that becomes from working on yourself and stuff as well. So I think the relationships is key. Um, and then just like a, a bit, the, the better is perfect thing is, is really key, but you have to also do self um, analysis. I'll, I'll call it and be almost like the hardest boss on yourself. And so many people are like, Hey, I'm going to take off this or whatever, but are you being the hardest version of you? Like are, you, you say you want this, right. But are you really doing those steps necessary or are you sort of slacking off? And if you're slacking off, if you're the boss, would you be fired? Like, would you hire yourself? Would you want to be in your shoes? Right. And I think so many people aren't a hard enough critic on themselves mm -hmm. and they let themselves off easy. And that's like, I don't know, going to the gym, right? Like I, when I go to the gym, I always want to push if I'm whatever training and push myself as hard as I can, as whatever reps, weight, always maximizing. And like, I'm pretty much in 45 minutes. I'm the guy with headphones on hoodie. On. I don't want to talk to anyone. I just want my stuff and be done. And I see so many people though, they're just going, they're going through the motions, right? And they're going through the motions because they were told they need to do 10 reps or they need to walk for 30 minutes. But then when they're walking on the treadmill, they're hanging on or they're on their phone, whatever they're talking to me, conversation, like I shouldn't be able to have a conversation if I'm on the treadmill. I'm sweating, right? I want, there's an end result that I want to achieve from the actions I'm taking and from the thing that I'm doing. And that's how they should look at life, their business, everything in my mind. And I think that's sort of become the norm though. It's almost like that participation trophy, right? We go to the gym because we're told to go to the gym, but then I joke around saying, hey, I enjoy my dad body. Well, F, like screw you because you're not taking the steps that you need to do, but you're making it to where, oh, I've gone to the gym, I've eaten this, I'm okay to eat pizza today. Well, no, you haven't got the results you wanted. Backtrack, what steps are you missing? And don't allow yourself to be shortchanged. I see so much of that in life and in business and they accept it, right? And then what happens is it's almost like that victim mentality of, hey, poor me, whoa, me sort of deal. And it's, again, so a lot of the people just don't want to hear the harsh criticisms that they have to take in life to get where they want to be but then they want to complain right i don't know if you've heard this story before you might have heard it i've told it before but it's like you're sitting on the porch and there's this old dude sitting on the porch and he's in a rocking chair right and he's chewing on a piece of straw and there's this dog lying down beside us like old yeller okay and he's like Arr! i'm like what the hell is going on and this dog's whining i'm like why the hell is this dog whining he's like he's lying on a nail i'm like well he's lying on a nail why does he move? He's like, he's lying on an alien. He's whining just because it only hurts enough, not for him to move, but for him to whine. Okay. And that's so many people in life, right? They're just not, com they're comfortable and they don't want to take themselves outside of the comfort zone to whine. Hey, I don't make enough money. I, I have a crappy job. 
my significant other sucks, this and that, right? And they're going to complain, 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 but they're not going to take the additional action because they're comfortable, right? They don't want to have anything that puts them out of where they are today to get where they want, but they want to complain. And, you know, misery loves company, right? So from that standpoint, it just turns into this vicious cycle until someone comes in, like it takes someone. It's almost like needs to kick them in the teeth. And that's why like the masterminds and the, the groups and whether it be online, offline work, because you want to have an accountability partner. If you can't be accountable and responsible to yourself, then you need to go step outside of that and have someone kick your butt. Todd, I don't know what else I could ask for. That was that was absolutely perfect. Essentially, it's, I mean, usually end with, well, what advice would you give others? And I think you just crushed your top five pieces along with such a profound uh, allegory or metaphor story. Good really stuff. awesome. <laughs> Thank you so much for your time. Is there anything else that you think we didn't miss, especially for young or not necessarily young, but, but entrepreneur trainers who also have kids maybe are on the fence about, like you said, taking that risk, doing their risk assessment, having the confidence to go out yeah. on their own. Anything else? I think I'd love to be like, I'd love 20 years back. Right. And going in my twenties or whatever, just because there's so many different opportunities now with like the internet and with other things. And like risk is one of the biggest things. I think that as an entrepreneur, you might not like, if you don't, have it in you to take risk and bet on yourself because people say to me like what do you do it's whatever it takes right like i look at betting on me as i'm not going to allow myself to fail so if i had it in other people's hands then it's not up to me right but the risk if you're not like risk tolerant you might want to look at yourself and there's a lot of great companies you could be an entrepreneur right you can make hundreds of thousands of dollars working for someone else but if you don't want all that risk, then maybe you're you're not set up. And that's why I see a lot of people like in my businesses that I've had are like, oh, I need more money, this, this, this. I'm like, great. I want to reward you. Like, I want you guys to do what you want. If you want all this autonomy and all this stuff, like you want all these bells and whistles, start your own company, right? I'm happy for you. I'll like gladly give you whatever referrals and stuff. But so many people, they talk, but they don't want those actions. And I think the risk has to come from you just working on you, you knowing that you're not going to fail, you know that you have the mindset, right? You have the fortitude. Um, I don't know. It's a lot of things that it takes time. It's not just like you're, it's, I don't know if I'll go to trading, right? Like I love trading as well, but if I was a, a trader, does my style. So if I say, Hey, I want to scalp all day, but really my mind's like a long-term thinker, I'm not associating the right style for me to make money scalping intraday. Right. But if I want to hold and I say, Hey, I'm going to hold for 30, 90, hundred and, years like the warren buffett strategy but my mind is like adhd and i'm like holy crap in front of my screen and i'm like interday 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 i want to trade 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 those are two conflicting things that are going to make my risk tolerance something that i'm going to lose a ton of money because it's not aligned and i think in life you have to understand that are you a risk taker from sort of day one i don't mean like hey you're taking these crazy risks but do you have the appetite for that or are you better suited something else right so like i don't know let's say it's ad spend right and you're going to spend 5k and you're comfortable because you know, from your personal offline training, you can cover that if anything happens. Right. But it's when you go to, okay, 10k, 15k, maybe you don't have that, but it's an avenue for you to get it. And people are like, Oh shit. Like, I don't know if I, do I really trust myself, et cetera. But there's those different things that you have to take potentially baby steps. But again, it goes back to how you define risk on yourself. And it's always working in on yourself. If you're not growing outside of that scenario, then you're not going to be to take more risk on, I think. And, and that's key for young people. But there's also a huge opportunity now to 
take risk on that they have control of. It's really a mindset thing over anything else and building that their confidence levels up to scale businesses absolutely huge because if you don't have the confidence and stuff i don't think you're ever going to be to grow right because you're going to hit that level where there's a certain consumer that's going to come on and they're they have way more confidence and stuff than you and you have to still sell them people say oh i don't sell bullcrap everything is sold in life right so yeah. that is the part that you're going to have to overcome if you hit that roadblock sometime and that's where those nose and at these first couple of people that get those nose and they go off then that's sort of when they deflate that i'll call it inflatable whatever, and it comes back down, has to be built back up. So awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much for the insight. Again, I appreciate your time. Uh, guys, if there are so many different takeaways, you need to listen to this again and take notes. I know I have them just based on what you said. Um, Todd, thank you again so much. Thank I you. really appreciate it. Guys, awesome. if if you liked what you heard, actually, Todd, where can they find you? Where can people? Yeah, for me, it's um, so it's everything pretty much at Todd Abrams, T O D D A B R A M S on Instagram, Facebook, etc. For Icon Meals, it's at Icon Meals. So anything um, on all social media handles at Icon Meals. Amazing, perfect. And guys, if you like what you heard, please subscribe, rate, share, show us some love. We appreciate you so much at Trainer Revenue Multiplier. And until the next episode, episode. Have the best rest of your day. Thank you for listening to the Trainer Revenue Multiplier show. If you love today's episode, head on over to Trainer Revenue Multiplier on the iTunes and Spotify and subscribe to the show today. Take a screenshot with your phone of this episode and share on your social media and let us know any questions you may have, things you enjoyed about the show or things you want to see more of coming down the pipeline and tag us at Trainer Revenue Multiplier on your social media. And if you are looking for more real money-making, business-building things to help you grow to the next level in your business, have your more income and have you working smarter and harder in your business, then head on over to trmshow.com to book your free 30-minute business building call today. We look forward to hearing from you, serving you, and of course, delivering more impact for your business. Have a great day. Take care. Let's keep growing.